Do you have a wet basement? You've got a problem. Not only are you inviting toxic mold, a flooded foundation can raise serious structural issues. But here's the good news. Jackhammers and backhoes and other drastic measures are probably not in your future if you read our tips for sealing your basement. Hit moneybit.com, click on ideas and tips, then click repair and improve. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair question, give us a call right now. 888-MONEYPIT. Floorboards, the shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. What are you doing? What are you working on? Call us right now. Let's talk about it. 1 888 Money Pit. 888 666 3974. Reach out and touch the experts. We're here to help you with your home improvement projects, with your do-it-yourself dilemmas, with your direct-it-yourself dilemmas. Maybe you don't want to do the job yourself. Maybe you just need some help. You want to figure out what to ask the contractor, how to find a contractor. Call us right now, 1-888-MONEYPIT. Hey, are you thinking about putting in a brand new floor? Well, there is a wide array of choices out there. You've got genuine materials like hardwood and ceramic to the great pretenders, you know, the laminates, the vinyls. Which materials? Material is right for you. We're going to give you the step-by-step tips on how to choose the right flooring this hour. Plus, we're going to tell you how you can stay in the home that you love for as long as you can. We're going to give you the tips to learn how the simplest things done now will allow you to enjoy your home for years to come. And in a few minutes, we're going to hear from one of the testers, one of the guys at Consumer Reports. Which is the coolest job. Yeah, it's the greatest job. I mean, you get to buy all this stuff. You get to be like the secret shopper and buy like every generator that's out there and then go to your lab and test every single one of them. We're going to talk to the guy that's in charge of testing at Consumer Reports. And we've we've talked to Peter Sawchuk before, but today he's going to tell us about backup generators because, you know, we all tend to lose power this time of year. And if you do lose it, you might need to back up. They They've tested them all. He's going to tell us how to pick the right one for your needs. Also this hour, one caller we choose is going to win a Eureka vacuum. It's worth 130 bucks. It's really a super vacuum. So call us now with your home improvement or your home repair question at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Leslie, who's first? Lauren, San Francisco, what's on your mind? Um, I have a cute 100-year-old Edwardian in San Francisco. Oh, that cool. sounds really cute. And they are cute, but they have some maintenance issues. Okay. And one of the problems that I have is that when I bought the house, there is a toilet in the garage. And it's like a, just one that <laughs> doesn't that in work. In case you or? can't make it to the house? Exactly. <laughs> actually so that when you were doing gardening, you didn't have to track the dirt in. And it gives you a much open environment, so you That's don't right. feel like you're confined <laughs> in that tiny bathroom. Yeah, exactly. So I have this, but it, it has never worked, and there seems to be um, water just standing below the drain of the, um, you know, the grate. Right. And I had a plumber look at it, and he said that one plumber has said no problem, and another plumber has said, yeah, you need a roto-rooter, that kind of thing. And I'm wondering, what do you say? Well, when you say that you see water below the grate, you mean the below the toilet or below a draining grate in the garage? The drain in the garage, which is pretty close 
and kind well, of well, first of all, angles. it's not. It's very unlikely that the toilet would be hooked up to the same drain. It was probably a completely separate drain because you you wouldn't want to hook them up together because one is called gray water and one is sewage water. And oh. so they're probably separate. Now, you said the toilets never worked. Well, it's never worked in the year that I've owned it. Well, I bought it. Do, do you have a water supply to the toilet? Yeah, I think I do, yes. So does it? Is it filled with water? Can you make it flush? I have not tried because it said don't. You know, do it. Well, there's nothing to be really harmed. It's in the garage, you know. So, what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to get a wet floor. Um, If you really want to get a a sense as to what's happening with these drains and where they're going and whether or not they're properly hooked up, you may want to call a rotor rooter expert. And here's why they have a technology that's called a drain camera, and they can actually run a camera through the drains and not only inspect the drains for any breaks or cracks, but figure out where they're going. And there's a way that they can actually sort of follow that camera from above to locate the exact spot where any obstruction could exist. Yeah, it's like orthoscopic surgery for your plumbing system. They don't have to dig up huge holes. It makes it so that the repair is actually far less intrusive. Because if you know where the problem is, then you can just sort of attack it right there as opposed to like tearing up your whole floor, especially important when you're in a space where you have, you know, concrete you don't want to disturb. Uh, the first thing you might want to try is, uh, first of all, see if there's a water supply to the toilet, open it up, get enough water in there to flush it, flush it, you know, see if it works. If it works, fine. Don't ask any more questions. If you have any issues, then call rotor rooter have them inspect the lines, figure out where everything's going, and give you an estimate on what it's going to take to get it working again. And then you can decide if you'd rather walk inside to use the bathroom or take that short, quick, and convenient trip to the garage slash outhouse. <laughs> now, what about the water standing just below the drains? Is that a problem or is nope. that normal? No, not an issue. It's probably a trap, so it's probably supposed to have some water in it. Excellent. Thank you so much. Laura, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. John in Pennsylvania listens on Whammo. What's going on in your basement? Yes, I just have some block walls that I've uh, discovered that I have dampness coming through, not actually water coming into the basement, but the blocks are damp uh, several feet, uh, roughly about two feet up from the floor grade. Okay. And I was planning on trying to do something with the uh, concrete block, uh, putting some sort of dry lock uh, product on or something of that nature, and I was just wondering whether that would be the appropriate method to try to use to lock the uh, moisture out, or should I plan on doing some sort of excavation or grading away from the foundation at that point. Uh, I think you're on the right track. Um, using the uh, uh, any kind of a basement wall paint is a good last step, but the first step is to really reduce the amount of moisture that's getting there to begin with. The reason that the block saturates from the bottom up is because generally when you build a block wall, you install it with what's called solid grout. That simply means that the bottom course of block, sometimes up two courses of block, is filled with solid cement, and then the hollow blocks start over that. So typically the water gets inside the wall, it falls, hits that solid grout section, and then sort of leaches out. And that's what maybe what you're seeing. The solution here is to stop the water from getting there in the first place. You absolutely do not have to do any kind of excavation to control that. But what you might want to do is look at the grading and the gutters outside the house. Yeah, you really want to look at a bunch of those things because that, that really brings the moisture in, especially if, do you have gutters on your house? Oh, yes. Okay. 
check that the gutters, make sure that they're doing their job. Make sure they're not overflowing. Make sure that they're clean. If you can, put some sort of, you know, screening on top to help the debris not get stuck in there. Look at your downspouts. Make sure that they're cleaned out properly. You know, just cleaning the gutter itself seems like it's enough, but sometimes debris gets wedged in there, a twig or a clump of leaves. You can even snake out that downspout. Just make sure that's clean. And then look at where it's depositing the water. Sometimes they're depositing them right next to the foundation. Make sure those downspouts get that water away, six feet, ten feet. However far you can go away from your house isn't far enough. Just keep getting it away. And then also look at your grading. You want to go down about four inches over six feet. You want to make sure that what you're using really helps control that water and get it away from that house. And that'll really control the dampness. It does a good job at our house. And may I say, I I thoroughly enjoy listening to the program. Thank you very much, John. Thanks for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Maria in Virginia, you're on the line. What are you working on? Okay, the uh, uh, it's a two story uh, wood frame home. It's an older home, it's over a hundred years old, and uh, we've had um, low E uh, windows and everything. And we have um, central air and heat, and we have one unit. Um, for air condition, and uh, during the summertime, the uh, we have the air condition, and it keeps the uh, bottom first floor nice and cool. But upstairs, it's still roasting. The same thing is in the winter time; it's um, it's nice and toasty upstairs, but downstairs it is a little cold. Is this a, a ducted system that you have? You have uh, you have ducts that go through the house? Yeah, we had to put the, cut the ducts in. Well, what's happening here, Maria, is that you don't have the proper balance. I suspect that you don't have adequate return air on the second floor, and that's why you're getting such a dramatic imbalance. You need to get an HVAC person in there that can redesign the duct system to get you the right airflow to these spaces because if you're getting these overheated or over- overcooled places, then uh, you're not going to uh, be able to ever get it to balance properly. The most common reason this happens is because there's not enough return ducts. So you may need to add an additional return duct to pull the heated or cooled air back to the heating plant, wherever the furnace is, so that it could be cooled or chilled and sent back again. Because it's not just a one-time thing. It's got to go back and recycle time and time again in order to work properly. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Hey out there in Money Pit land, now you can call in your home repair, your home improvement question, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, even on upcoming Thanksgiving, folks. You're having a problem with that oven, we will be there to help you. Call 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, are you thinking about putting in a floor? Well, you've got tons of choices out there. Hardwood, ceramic, laminate, vinyl. Oh what my. to choose? We're going to give you the step-by-step next. 888-MONEYPIT. The walls in your home hold memories, hopes, dreams, and quite possibly, mold. You see, traditional drywall has paper on both sides, which combined with moisture can allow conditions that cause mold. That's why more people are insisting on a new paperless drywall called Dens Armor from Georgia Pacific. Unlike conventional paper-faced drywall, Dens Armor has glass mat facings on both sides, and no paper on the surface means one less place for mold to get started. It's that simple and that revolutionary. If you eliminate the paper, you reduce the chances for mold. If you're building or remodeling, stop feeding mold by using Dens Armor. 
To find out more, go to stopfeedingmold.com or ask about it at your local building supply retailer. I want to keep my home for as long as I can because there are a lot of memories here. I read a little bit about making my house more comfortable and wanted to make my mom's house safer too. AARP told me about making mom's bedroom door wider and taping down her floor rugs. And I added handrails to our staircases. It was all simple and inexpensive thanks to AARP's tips. Now our homes fit our lifestyles and are ready for years to come. To bring comfort, safety, and a future to any home, visit us online at aarp.org slash universal home. When we've got a problem, the last thing we need is another problem. So when we've got a drain problem, I call Roto-Rooter. First, the Roto-Rooter guy shows up on time. I like that. Next, he takes a look at the problem and tells me how much it's going to cost. No surprises. you got to like that. Finally, when he's done, it's gone. The problem is gone. Guaranteed. That's how I like it. I make a call, the problem goes away. Too bad Roto-Rooter doesn't fix cars. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name, and away go trouble down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. <laughs> but you, you'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools let you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools, and you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. Hi, I'm Rob Petrkevich, Executive Director of the American Society of Home Inspectors. Buying or selling a home can be overwhelming. It's important to have your home thoroughly inspected by a qualified professional before you make your final purchase decision. They can check for structural problems and examine all the important systems. It's also a good idea to have your home inspected before you put it up for sale. For more information, please visit ASHI.org. A public service message of the American Society of Home Inspectors. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. From coast to coast, from wet basements to leaky roofs, we are the experts here every week to help you with your home improvement projects. Your do-it-yourself dilemmas like choosing a floor. You know, never underestimate the power of a floor. It definitely helps set the tone for the character of your entire room, your whole space. Oh, my gosh. You can make the simplest change, and it can make the hugest difference. It really can, because it's a very, very large visual space, and everybody looks down when they come in. You know, that's why in casinos, did you ever notice they put the craziest, most disturbing <laughs> carpet down? Yes. You know why? Because they're playing games with your head. They want you to look up at the at the slot register, at the slot machines, so that you go spend money. They don't want You're you like, looking down. You're like, whoa, that's an floor. ugly carpet. Hey, look, that slot machine. <laughs> hey, maybe I'll drop a quarter in this puppy. <laughs> Well, if you're picking out flooring, there is a lot to consider, a lot more than appearance. Consider what happens in the room. What will the floor have to withstand? That's going to determine what you're looking for in a warranty. How long, if ever, until you replace that new flooring? Now, some floors like hardwood and ceramic can last a lifetime if they are properly cared for, that is. 
But other floors like laminate may last for, say, 15 to 30 years. And then you have like the less expensive alternatives like peel and stick vinyl that might only last you a few years. But there's a lot to think about before you decide which one's right for you. One of the things you should consider is if you have an active household or not. You know, some types of flooring are better than others at standing up to traffic, resisting pet nail scratches, any sort of liquid spills, which inevitably are going to happen regardless of whatever you put down on that floor. And vinyl sheet and vinyl tile are excellent choices for homes with kids and critters, you know, pets running around, your kids run around too. And consider the care and maintenance of the floor as well. Most of today's flooring options offer easy maintenance to keep them good looking over time. And some of them are easier to care for than others with nothing more than simple vacuuming or a wet mop, while others require periodic refinishing. You know, laminate and vinyl sheets are two of the easiest floor products to care for, so keep that in mind. I can testify to that as a father of three rambunctious children. Your Thank kids goodness. are always sliding around on your floors, too. It's hysterical. <laughs> they, we have a game they call slide. Yeah, my little one likes, likes, uh, likes my wife and I to hold his I've hands seen and then... couch cushions fly across the floor at your house. Exactly. And, and he likes to slide across the vinyl floor. So <laughs> you have to really consider the use. It's very important. You're like, hmm, how well do my socks slide across <laughs> this right, one? Exactly. All right, good. Yeah. So do you slide with uh, cotton socks or, uh, or wool socks, you know? <laughs> There's a lot to think about, but there are a lot of choices. There is a guide, by the way, online that can help you sort it all out. It's from the folks at Armstrong Floor. It's called the Complete Guide to Floor. And that is online at their website at armstrong.com. That's armstrong.com. Excellent resource if you're trying to sort out uh, all of those things we just talked about. Yeah, and it's a nice website because you can actually, not visualizing your own room, but you can see what a flooring type might look like in a den or a living room. So you can get a better understanding if you can't sort of take that leap and visualize. It's a good website to check out, so do that. And if you call us this hour, we can even help you clean your floors, whether they're new or old. And this is going to clean just about anything in your house. You could have the opportunity to win the Eureka Uno vacuum. Eureka! That's right. It's the it's vacuum. Uno vacuum. It's an upright vacuum that I bet most of you folks out there with an upright, I bet it doesn't clean the rise and the tread on your stairs. Well, if you win this Eureka Uno can, it's a full-sized upright that's going to tackle all surfaces of the home, not just floors. It features a power paw brush, which is going to clean vertically and horizontally. And the unique edge feature is going to reach right up against your wall. So it's going to tackle two jobs at once. It, but, you know, it has a power paw brush. Do you think that that will make my dog be any less more likely to like it? Uh, no, I think regardless of your type of vacuum, your dog is still going to pounce at it. Yeah, he has an unrealistic, uh, unfounded fear of vacuums. I don't understand. It's hysterical. Your dog can be as quiet as a mouse, <laughs> resting and sleeping. You pull out that vacuum before you even it's plug like it in, and your dog is on it. Ensues. <laughs> it's hysterical. Well, this is a great prize. Your dog is going to love it and still attack it as well. It's worth 130 bucks, but it could be yours for free if we pick you out of the Money Pit hard hat. So call right now. One eight 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 Money Pit. One eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Leslie, who's next? Painting is a great fall fix-up, and John in Idaho is working on that. How can we help? All right, I got some uh, that T111 plywood siding, and I was just wondering, uh, is it better to stain and polyurethane it or stain and shellac it? What would you guys go with? Uh, well, I wouldn't. I would not polyurethane or shellac. It's an exterior siding, so you're going to use either exterior paint or, or you're going to use stain. an exterior stain. And when you choose the stain, uh, the stain is available in different densities. If you buy semi-transparent, it's not as dark as if you buy solid color. You can still see some of the grain come through on either in either case. 
but generally with T111, most people will either paint it or stain it. I like to, I prefer to stain it because then the paint, when it when it wears out, it peels, but the stain just kind of fades, and then you restain it. Yeah, and especially if you don't know what's on there already, if you've just sort of acquired this house and you're not really sure what's on there, what condition it's in, you want to make sure that you prime and prep that surface properly. Make sure it's clean. Use a full-strength cleanser. Strip off anything that's on there that you're just unsure of, and then prime it and use a solid stain, I say. Well, excellent. Appreciate your time. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Now we're taking a call from my favorite place in the world, Hawaii. Kimberly, how can we help? I am looking for a good home warranty program for my appliances in my apartment. Okay. And and these are apart these are appliances that you own, I presume? Yes, sir. Um, I will tell you that while there are many types of uh, warranty programs out there that cover, you know, sort of multiple appliances, generally, um, you are uh, if you really con- are concerned about spending money on repair, you're better off self-insuring. In other words, you're better off saving, starting a savings account for appliance repair than buying a service contract. There was a study done by, um, in fact, it's done every year by Consumer Reports on the propensity for different appliances to break down. And when those companies sell you the service contracts, it's really a pretty good deal for them, not for you, because most most people's appliances don't break down. So I generally don't recommend um, service contracts on appliances. What about renter's insurance? Does a renter's insurance policy perhaps cover appliances? Um, A renter's insurance policy covers um, the same thing a homeowner's insurance policy would cover, but for a renter. And it's important, for for example, for a renter to have like a renter's insurance policy to cover their furniture, because if there was a flood or a fire, the homeowner's insurance policy would cover that if you own the house, but, are, but you know, you don't really have insurance on your stuff. So that's what a renter's policy does. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome, Kimberly. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Jill in California has got some unwanted visitors to the yard. What do you have, gophers? I have a pocket gopher, I think. A pocket gopher? It's a little circle shape with a plug in the center, and I've read that might be a pocket gopher. Okay. I don't know what to do about it. I thought it was a mole, and I tried to get rid of the grubs, but the gopher is still there. Well, the first thing is, you said you, you tried to get rid of the grubs. Did you use a product like Grubex? I did. I got it from Osh, something just like that. Okay, uh, because that's the first thing you want to do is eliminate the insects in the lawn because that's what the gophers will eat. Okay. The second thing that you might want to do is try some rock and roll music. Yeah, I know it sounds crazy, but if you get a portable battery-operated radio, turn it up real loud on a loud rock and roll station and drop it down that hole, and it sends them scattering because it's too annoying for them. If nothing else, it's fun. I hadn't thought about that. If that doesn't work, any other ideas? Yeah, there's also some baits, some poisons that you can buy that you drop into the hole, and they will eat them. And they're very similar to rodent baits. They will eat them because they like the same kind of food that people eat, that rodents eat. And so they will eat the bait, and they will be poisoned, and they won't come back. But you back. have to make sure, even though you're putting that down the hole and covering it up, you want to make sure you keep your pets and any small kids out of the yard for a couple of days just to make sure there's no instance of them picking it up because it can be harmful for them. Jill, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Up next, the best backup generators on the market, according to the experts. Who are the experts? Consumer consumer Reports, reports. of course. We're going to talk to the guy that does all the testing. So if you're thinking about buying one, stay tuned. We'll have that story next. You live in a money pit. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by Dense Armor Plus, the revolutionary paperless drywall from Georgia Pacific. 
This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. What are you doing? What are you working on? You can reach out and touch the experts right here by calling 888-MONEYPIT or logging on to our website at moneypit.com. Well, you might not have to worry about certain effects of Mother Nature, such as earthquakes, tornadoes, or hurricanes, depending on where you live in the U.S., but anything, even a bad thunderstorm, can actually turn your life upside down by making the power go out. Along with an emergency plan and a three-day supply of food and water, you might want to consider backup power. You know, it's a really good idea. We have one here, and an emergency generator is just a great way to avoid the inconvenience of losing power during a major storm. We've had ours be out for three, four, five, six hours at a time, which is not very much compared to some people in the country that can lose their power for days. But I got to tell you, the last time it went out, it was in a severe thunderstorm, Leslie, and I was out on the road, and I came home. The entire street was dark, except for my house. Yeah, and then you had angry neighbors. It looked it looked like it was possessed, <laughs> and it's kind of cool to have it. It's very convenient. And you know what? It's become less expensive and a more reliable way to have backup power. And let's face it, electricity is just not as reliable as a California sunset anymore. With us to talk about the right generators and how to get them installed properly is Peter Sawchuk. He's been on this program before because he leads the testing programs at Consumer Reports for home improvement products. So Peter, what did you guys learn about generators? Well, the first real thing that we learned, particularly for the portable generators, which most people think of when it's time for emergency standby power, is you have to be, in, in my terms, a real Boy Scout. You need to be really prepared with a, a lot of fuel, and, and you have to have the unit uh, ready to run. And what we find is, is a lot of people really don't do that. You know, I see in your article that you figured out that these portable generators can use 12 to 18 gallons of gasoline a day. That is a lot of gasoline, not to mention the fact that when the power goes out, at least on my street, the corner gas station runs out of power the same way the homeowners do, so they can't pump gas. Yes, that's correct. And, and another aspect of gasoline is that uh, gasoline today will tend to degradate or go bad pretty quickly, so you have to put stabilizer in with that gasoline, and it's got a certain shelf life, and then you've got to change it. So you constantly have to be on the upkeep of making sure you maintain all of these. What about propane? Do they do portable devices in propane power? There are some portable propane uh, machines. Actually, we evaluated one, which is in our ratings, uh, not in the recent issue, but in our prior issue, prior ratings that we did. Uh, there's one called the North Star. It's a North Star 8000 TFG, and it's by uh, Northern uh, Hydraulics, uh, Northern Products. What about built-in generators? We've got a, uh, a, a Generac standby generator here, and it runs not on propane, not on gasoline, but on natural gas. So it's hooked right into the plumbing system for the home. And so whenever the power goes off, this thing kicks on in about 15 seconds. And I got to tell you, um, with the size of this thing, I think it's, uh, uh, I think it's 15K. It can power almost the whole house. Yes, that's true. And that's, that's what I'm recommending. I'm recommending that people begin uh, who are serious about emergency standby power look at, at the permanent mounted units. And they run on either natural gas or propane. And actually, you don't have to make a choice when you buy it. It's, it's, it comes with an adjustment valve, and so you can set it for either one. And those units are very convenient. Uh, most of them start automatically uh, and connect themselves automatically, turn themselves automatically off, and even check them. The ours comes on every, uh, I think it's every Thursday morning, it comes on for 10 or 15 minutes, so we know it's always working. That's amazing. And I think with the permanent units, it's so it's a much safer mindset because you don't have to worry about 
proper usage, you know, they sort of take care of themselves with the portable unit. There's so many things you need to remember to make sure that your family is safe. Yes, and one of the big concerns now that's that's being publicized is carbon monoxide poisoning, and it's very easy to place the generator so that the exhaust uh, uh, will come into the house or, or affect the people around the house. We're talking to Peter Sawchuk. He's the program leader for Home Improvement Products Testing for Consumer Reports magazine. Peter, let's talk about the wiring of standby generators. Now, you and I both know that there's a, there's a transfer switch that has to be hooked up. I think a lot of people envision rolling this portable generator up to their uh, up to their doorstep and running a bunch of uh, of extension cords. Talk to us about a transfer switch, why it's important, and how it makes the whole system run safer. Well, a transfer switch is highly recommended. And what a transfer switch does is it uh, it totally disconnects. It wires into your normal home uh, electrical circuit box, but it totally disconnects the power from the outside so that, that no stray power can go out and affect the linemen who are trying to fix your, your power. Secondly, it allows you to very efficiently and effectively transfer the power from the generator, from a portable generator, you know, into uh, the home circuit. And usually there are several... Uh, breaker switches, which allow you to direct that to key circuits that you would need. So it's a very efficient and, of course, a very safe way to do that. Well, Peter, when you make the decision whether you want a portable or a stationary unit, how do you know what size is right for you? Well, it's interesting. A number of the manufacturers, and we've even just put up a wattage chart where you can check off appliances that you think you would need to use during a power emergency, and you can add up that wattage. Now, one of the things I advise is that you actually add another 20% to that wattage because many of the, we learned that many of the circuit breakers have internal design points where they actually trip at about 80% of the load that they're designed for. So you, you, you calculate this wattage either by using one of the, the, the numerous charts that are out there, and then that gives you an idea of what size generator you'll need. And you don't have to run everything in your house on a, on a portable generator. You know, you certainly don't want to put your, uh, your uh, central air conditioning or something large like that. But um, do you think it's a good idea to sort of go through the house and, and make your own sort of checklist of things that you do want to run, like your refrigerator, your furnace, your lights in key areas, things like that? Oh, absolutely. And, and, and among the key things we have are, uh, that we see are sump pumps, uh, for people who have hot water heaters or water heaters that use electricity, an electric water heater is another one that they need to look at. Uh, furnace fans. And in some cases uh, where it's quite warm, uh, you may need to do a window air conditioner. Good points. Peter Sawchuck from Consumer Reports, thanks again for being with us. Great advice. Always appreciate when you can stop by. If you want more information on all of the generators that Peter talked about, you can check out their website at consumerreports.org. All right, Money Pit listeners, do you want to stay in your current home as long as you possibly can? Well, most older Americans tell the AARP that they definitely want to. Coming up, find out what you can do today so that you can stay in your home for lots of tomorrows. So AARP has a series of tips for homeowners who want to improve their homes, make them safer and more comfortable. And I found these tips on their website, aarp.org slash universal home. In the bathroom alone, I widened the door, installed brighter light bulbs, and put non-slip surfacing on the floor tiles. Instead of wishing my house had improvements, I'm making them. To bring comfort, safety, and a future to any home, visit us online at aarp.org slash universal home. If your house could talk, it would probably tell you to call Roto-Rooter to take care of your plumbing and drain problems. Your home's plumbing system is worth about 8% of your home's value, so address small problems before they become big ones. 
Call the pros at Roto-Rooter for jobs, big or small, day or night, planned or even those emergencies. You'll get quality on-time service from friendly, caring people. For local service, call Roto-Rooter at 800-942-ROTO or schedule online at rotorooter.com. Not all services available at all offices. Did you know that the air inside your home can be up to 100 times more polluted than the air outside? No matter how clean you keep your home, it's littered with harmful contaminants like viruses, bacteria, and mold, pet dander, dust, and pollen. Contaminants that cause illness and make allergies and asthma much more severe. Thankfully, there's a way to make your home healthy. The April Air Electronic Air Cleaner. Using the best air cleaning technology available, April Air is the only whole home air cleaner that effectively removes harmful contaminants, even viruses, from the air your family breathes. And that makes your whole home a comfortable, healthy place to be. Your family deserves the best, so why not give them the best? Make your whole home healthier with the April Air Electronic Air Cleaner. April Air. Fresh ideas for indoor air. Table saw. 18-volt drill driver. 8-piece combo kit. You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With RYOBI, you can actually afford them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. RYOBI. Exclusively at the Home Depot. So I finally found the perfect house for you. Isn't it cute? Hardwood floors, remodeled kitchen, and look at that metal roof. Gee. <laughs> A metal roof? It looks so natural. It's gorgeous. Wow. Plus, metal roofing increases the value of your home and can reduce energy costs. Impressive. Now, about the kitchen. It's also maintenance-free and stands up to hail, high winds, and wildfires. So, ready to make an offer? Well, we'd like to look inside first. Oh, <laughs> really? Why? People who know about metal roofing love metal roofing. We call it investment-grade roofing because it adds value to your home and pays for itself many times over. In addition, it's built to endure for decades. To learn more, visit metalroofing.com. According to the authoritative residential cost handbook, a home's appraised value increases by $1.35 per square foot when it has a metal roof. Do the math and see why durable, beautiful, investment-grade metal roofing makes sense. For details or to find a contractor, log on to metalroofing.com. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. The website is moneypit.com, making good homes better every single day. Well, taking care of your home will not only keep you safer and more comfortable, but it will keep up on its value and allow you to stay in the house just as long as you possibly can. Yeah, and a few things that can help you do that. You know, each month, test your smoke detectors. Very test important. And, yeah, make sure they're working. Make sure the batteries are good. You want to test and reset ground fault circuit interrupters. Press that little red button. Press 
press the reset button, make sure it's doing its job, and check the gauge on your fire extinguisher. I like to always sign the little tag and say, Leslie Segretti, check this fire extinguisher. (laughs) You know, also, if you're looking at your fire extinguishers, you want to make sure that it says A, B, C. It's not a spelling test. (laughs) What it is, is it means that the fire extinguisher will work for all types of fires, wood fires, electrical fires, and uh, gas or oil fires. So ABC is the rating. Yeah, because they won't actually put out a fire that they're not rated for. So do a good job, get one that's rated for all three, and then whatever might happen to burst into flames in your house, you can tackle it safely. Exactly. Something else to do a couple of times a year, you want to check all the faucets and under the sinks for leaks. You want to check the caulking around the sinks, around the tubs and the showers. You know, it's amazing how many times just a little leak in the shower can lead to a termite problem because there's moisture that gets in the wall or a mold problem or just a plain old nasty leak below that shower. So check that caulking. Also clean the coils on your refrigerator and drain a few gallons of water from your water heater to prevent any kind of sediment buildup. Yeah, you know, quick checks and repairs now can help ensure your future in your home for years to come. So do what you can now because it'll really help you in the future. If you want more info, you can go to aarp.org slash universal home. That's aarp.org slash universal home. You'll get lots of good tips and ideas there. Absolutely. Yeah, and periodic maintenance is the best way to prevent major repairs. You know the saying, a stitch in time saves nine. It's true. In our next issue of the Money Pit e-newsletter, you can find out more about maintenance you should be doing in your home right now. Make it a part of your routine and it'll become second nature. If you don't already get the free Money Pit e-newsletter, sign up today at moneypit.com. All right, folks. Well, if you've got a home improvement or home repair question, you can call us now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. One caller we choose this hour is going to win the Eureka Uno. It's an upright vacuum that tackles all surfaces of the home, not just the floors, folks. That's right. The Uno's Power Paw. We love that name. It allows you to take (laughs) vacuuming vertical. It sounds like extreme vacuuming. Exactly. You'll be able to clean the tread and the rise in your stairs all at the same time. I guess uh, vacuuming the drapes becomes a possibility while they're still up. And uh, it's got this edge thing that helps you get really tight up against the walls. Anyway, worth 130 bucks. That's what you need to know. Call now. Get the answer to your home improvement question, which we guarantee will be worth more than what you paid for it. And <laughs> you could win a vacuum worth 130 buckarooskies. How do you do that? Pick up the phone. one money pit You must have a home improvement question to ask us. 888 6663974 Leslie who's next James in Pennsylvania listens on Whammo. I love their call letters. Whammo. It's just super fun to say. James, what can we do for you? A couple summers ago, I did some landscaping in my yard. Okay. To try to get the uh, the water to run away from the foundation. Okay. And so I hauled in quite a bit of topsoil. Oh. oh that, that's a mistake. And I thought it was uh, good stuff. So now what the topsoil is doing, it's cracking. And big cracks in it, and the water runs down in it beside the foundation. Well, topsoil, James, is a great choice for gardening and planting, but not a good source for grading. Really bad idea to use that because it's so filled with organic materials. It's just going to hold that water right up against your foundation, which you don't want to do at all. You want to get that water away. Yeah, James, it's like putting sponges around your foundation. If you're making a grading improvement to try to control a water problem, you never make it with topsoil. You always make it with clean, filled dirt. It doesn't absorb as much water and allows water to run over the top and away. Think about the soil that's on top of a baseball uh, pitcher's mound. That's what fill dirt looks like. It packs really solid. Yeah, if you were to make a mound of topsoil, you'd stand on that and sink sink right through. Yeah, exactly. And then grow a daisy. It's the wrong type of uh, of soil for a grading improvement. Are you still having problems with leakage in the basement? Oh, yeah. Whenever it rains, it goes down in the the cracks. Okay, well, here's what you're going to have to do. First of all, look at the gutter system. 
Make sure your gutters are clean, free-flowing, and those downspouts are extended out 10 feet from the house. That is what causes most wet basements. Secondly, with this situation with the soil, you're going to have to rake out some of that topsoil away from the house, try to get down to the virgin soil, and add some fill dirt. Once you establish the slope with the fill dirt, you can put some of the topsoil back over that. But this way, the water that, that hits it will run down and away from the house. That first four to six feet around the house has to be sloped properly so the soil, so that the water runs away. And you can't use the wrong dirt because it's just going to soak up. It's kind of like putting stones or mulch around your house. It's not really helping it, even if it slopes away, because the water just falls right through it. So, Leslie, what do you do when your ice maker runs amok and just keeps making ice and ice and more ice? You invite penguins over to take a bath and a dip and enjoy or it very much. invite all your friends and pour lots of drinks. <laughs> well, <laughs> a listener emailed us that exact question. We're going to talk about the kind of maintenance tasks that your ice maker might need and uh, what you need to know to make sure it doesn't happen to you after this. You live in a money pit. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by Roto-Rooter. For all your plumbing and drain cleaning needs, whether it's a small job or a big repair, request the experts from Roto-Rooter. That's the name, and away go troubles down the drain. Call 1-800-GET-ROTO or visit roto-rooter.com. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number one eight 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 Money Pit. The website moneypit.com, your source for tips and advice on every type of home improvement project and the ability to write us by clicking on Ask Tom and Leslie. So we've got some emailers that have done just that. Let's get right to the email bag, All Leslie. Right. This one is from Jim in Florala, Alabama, and he writes, The arm to the ice maker in our refrigerator has come disconnected, and now the ice just keeps on making. If the arm (laughs) is in the up position, ice will not make, but in the down position, it makes ice, so we cannot connect it, so it's stuck in the down position. I guess there's a ton of ice in this house. It sounds that way. Uh, I got bad news for you, Jim. I'm going to give you some practical advice. Um, Repairing ice makers is usually not worth uh, spending any money on it whatsoever because you can buy one for like around 100 bucks. So if yours has become damaged where it went to the point where with your own ingenuity, you can't figure out how to repair it. (laughs) You can't MacGyver it back in place. You can't MacGyver it back together. It's time to toss it and buy a new one. There are certain appliances in the house that that makes sense for, for example. Can you easily just remove this ice maker portion from the freezer? Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. You don't need it. You can go back to the appliance. It doesn't mean you have to replace that whole entire refrigerator freezer. No, 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 no. Just the ice maker. Cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Ice makers always can, can come out like that. Yeah, that's no problem at all. All right. This one is from John in Vienna, Virginia. Oh, excellent. Where my sister lives. We are in the process of moving into our new home. From the beginning, we've had a musty moisture odor in the house, and we're eager to treat the symptoms and the cause. The front of the house is underground, approximately three feet on average. We had an inspection done at purchase, found no causes. What do we do? It's stinky. Um, there is something you can do, and that is you need to investigate the source of the moisture. Now, if you did it with a visual inspection and you didn't find anything, I'm going to suggest that you contact your home inspector again and find make sure that the home inspector has a tool called a moisture meter. It's actually a fairly inexpensive tool if you're in the home inspection business. It costs only a couple of hundred to maybe 300 bucks. But with a moisture meter, you can find the source of the moisture, and once you find the source of the moisture, you'll be able to find the source of the smell. 
Oh, it's like one of those Indian water Okay, well, when you think of modular or prefab homes, you probably don't necessarily think quality. You picture half a house rolling down the highway. (laughs) We've all followed the homes before. You know, wide load, stay away. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Wide load. And they're not talking about my butt, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Never. Well, the truth is that modular homes are actually better built than the real thing. They're better built than stick-built, on-site-built houses. Why? Leslie's going to tell you in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. You know, it's interesting. I was just at a home expo in Anaheim, California, and they had a whole area completely devoted to modular homes. And they are gorgeous, folks. They don't look like what you think they look like. They really look like beautiful, well-made homes. And they can really be as stylistically beautiful and unique as you want them to be, which is a great option. And building a new home can be a lot of work. But one type of new home that can help you save time and headaches throughout this complicated project. That's right, it's this modular home we're talking so much about. And modular homes, they're factory built and then they're shipped to the site. They're not only cost effective, but their quality is top notch. That's because by building the home in an enclosed factory setting, you don't have to worry about weather. It's going to have little effect on the construction process and the time. And the quality can be meticulously maintained and supervised. So it really is a smart idea. Plus, with the hundreds of designs to choose from, you're going to be sure to find one right that meets your budgets and your needs. So really, look into it. It's a good option. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, standing by for your calls 24-7 at 1-888-MONEYPIT, available online at moneypit.com. Hey, coming up next week on the program, how to keep your house off the menu for mold. You know, those tiny little spores need just a bit of moisture and some organic food like paper or fabric or wood to spread like a cancer throughout your house. But if you leave the food out of the equation with paperless drywall, yes, there's such a product called paperless drywall, your house cannot be infested with mold. We'll give you the tips, the techniques, and the tools to build a mold-free house next week on this program. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards.